Okay. I think I'm all rapping on cats. Oh, do, do, do. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of the Design Junkies podcast. Um, today, we'll be talking about design process and case studies. Uh, our host for today is Jeffrey D. Craftsman. Please, the mic has been passed to you, sir. That'd be some nice way of delegating your work. <laughs> you be host now you need to switch up no your design processes and case studies i mean this is one of the popular topics when it comes to the design space what's your design process especially newbies coming in what's your design process like how does it look like um how do you prepare case studies so recently i i also got a dm from one of these guys that I had a session with a couple of weeks ago, and he was asking, asking me about UX process. In my head, I'm like, okay, that's where we reach ID. And later on, I was like, nah, there's me, per what I know, there's nothing like a UX process. It's a design process, right? It's just that maybe the techniques and stuff where you consider or the methods you go, go about your research and another in way they constitute the UX. But yeah, we have the design process and we'll look at that first, talk about some of the common ones that we know of, or probably how we go about our design process and how we understand it. Then we move on to crafting better case studies because I believe that's also an issue that needs to be tackled. Um, because I made a post, I don't know if you guys have seen it, I made a post that case studies are not supposed to be a template. So um, we will also touch on that too a bit. So who would like to go first? Design process. What's your design process like? What do you understand by it? And yeah, we'll go from there. Sam? Design process. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really how you go about solving a problem, right? So again, I always speak in the context of working in a product company. So from the point where you're... Uh, the issue comes up where you discuss with your PM um, right through the point of launch. And sometimes it's not even when you have the first discussion with your PM. Like in the past episode, I was talking about talking to the support team and looking through the pain points uh, logged by some of the users, right? So I can essentially start from there, right? Understanding the pain points, breaking it down, making sense of it. Um, synthesizing all the things to actually like get the most important things you can use to solve the problem going through the design phase um, getting feedback from various stakeholders working with engineers to develop it uh, doing QA and then going to production and monitoring what is on production how users are using it see how you can improve it like it's a continual process so it doesn't end and yeah essentially that's what it is like how you address a problem and how you uh, keep on nitrating it. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Thanks, Mr. Sam. Mike, Reagan, what do you guys have to say? I want to add something, whatever it is. As I start my, my design career, let me put it this way. The worst mistake you do is going to memorize the design process or the year process or whatever you put call it. And that was one big mistake I did. As you talk to somebody message you, he asks you what the UX process is all about. It reminded me of that because people think, just like you were saying, like your case study doesn't have to be a checklist. People think that you move from empathize. I think even this guy recently made a tweet about it, uh, UX Derek, that you don't have to 
go f- you don't have to finish every time before you go to the final high date or as I start my career, boy. Then you, de- you see the way you, de- you chew what is photosynthesis for your head inside and all that. That's what I was doing. I realized that now there is no hope. I need to focus on the real thing. Like Sam was saying about solving an actual problem. You bob it can start from any point at any time. As long as you know what you're about. So just to put this out there before we even you know, you know for go through any thing put your head inside. Alrighty, alrighty. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. Ah, your bro for Anna. Or bro for Anyways, Mr. Mike. Okay, so uh I don't know if for me, right? Now let me just ask ask you guys a question. Has anyone here ever followed the design process step by step ever since they started designing before? Like step by step, if you are working for a company, right? Not that maybe like this is a passion project or something. You are working for a company, right? This is the current sprint. Have you ever gone through? Nah, I haven't. Reagan, how about you, Jeff? How about you? Nope, nope, nope. So nope-see. then, like, anytime I think about this thing, I don't really understand where all the hype about the design process is coming from. Because when you are working, you never really follow it step by step. It's very messy and non-linear in terms of like how your process is, right? So then, anytime people come and then they keep asking, they keep people keep talking about. It, I never really like fully understand it because your design process will be your design process right and not an established um like system of working or process of working that is out there uh, okay this okay make some talk then i will touch on this some yeah oh well, i mean i just agree with what my god he talk because uh, for myself throughout my career in the early stages of my career then i did do I mean, I address problems. I design for problems and things. But I never really understood what these double diamond and all these things were. I mean, I knew of them, but I never really understood them. So it was, if once, like, as I go YouTube, we had a watch, I said, ah, okay. I mean, the process I use is similar to this, right? And then there's design thinking about what's all that. I think it's essentially, like, let's see it as what it is, like a framework, right? They are, they are just frameworks, it's just like you using a, a template, uh, if I'm to put it that way. Like if you are creating a notion, something on a notion, and they have templates. If you want to like track your expenses, you have templates just to guide new users, right? And to give them a quick way to create an experience value, like we've always been saying from past episodes, right? So they are just templates to help new designers have a quick understanding of what it is and how like what it means how they can use it and then the more you use it once you understand it then you can tweak it as you want right you can just play around with it as you want but yeah i mean my whole career i've never actually followed it step by step before because there's, there's the context is always different the context is always different, especially if you are working in an actual company versus doing stuff on your own. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. No two ways about it. Are they? Are they also feel like if you just they give you this in a way guidelines, you be you have so say go give you a head start of how you need to think when 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 solving a problem because at the end of the day you realize you are solving problems, especially for. UX designers or product designers or even designers in general, we are we are solving um users' problems. So we need to consider them. And 
there are instances where inventors, um, designers have come up with solutions, but then it doesn't really address the problem. It actually creates more problem. So they thinking in this direction, that's the design thinking process, empathizing and all that kind of helped surface the root cause of the problem and being that doing that they actually solved the right problem right so it's in a way just giving us this more like you said some said framework where you go feed directors on how we could go about it but the actual thing we say every problem and how you solve it and how you tackle it right so you look at the problem do i need to go from um, like start with this approach if yes what are some of the constraints because they, you have to also consider the constraints you are facing with and you have to think around those lines where okay okay if this be the constraint how will we solve them that's how come sometimes when people come up with designs then later i see designers they bash them up then may I they feel some way about unless maybe the design is really bad then that's fine but sometimes there are these constraints and maybe probably some some things they considered maybe you might not be aware of but they considered those particular things and because of that they created that solution so the design process like you, you we are all saying it not be formula way they right every every problem then how you could go about them um, is it and I've made a talk on this where I stated that it's when you look at all those double diamonds, whatever, whatever, you have these core fundamentals that cut across them. So you understanding the problem because you understanding the problem is 80% like solving the problem. So you have to understand the problem first. So understanding the problem could range from you empathizing with the users, doing your research, whatever you want to do just to understand the problem you are solving so when you understand the problem then you come about your ideations where now whether you do your divergence or convergent thinking whatever you come up with solutions you refine them test and see what works best for the user so you realize most of these processes or um was it methodologies they they normally use the same approach right so um yeah for design processes i think we've we've all like touched on um why we think it's what it is now i also would love to um touch on the case studies because that's one thing i feel like we we need to really address the most unless maybe you guys have something to say on the design process reagan sam mike yeah i mean what you mentioned something about people bashing other people other designers whenever they like see their designs and then probably they do not understand the full context of what it is that's uh informed that mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. design yep yeah people are just too focused on visuals right so maybe they are right it could be that maybe what they are bashing is clearly the visuals so maybe you're this thing you know they look good whatever blah 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 but i can tell you for a fact i've seen companies with very shitty designs but they make a lot of money so again it goes back to the core problem of what we we're saying that design is to solve problems it's not there to look good it is not about oh this this should be nice color this be nice typography yes they play a role but at the core of it it's there to like solve problems for users 
and not just to look good because if it looks good then it doesn't really solve any problem cost 90. so again yeah whenever you see a person's design and maybe you you think they did something wrong or you have some things to say it's important to ask questions if you really want to understand it just to get the person's into the person's mind and understand their thought process and all that and this also segues into the case studies we're about to talk about right like in your case study whether it's written on your portfolio you are presenting so it's important to give context give context first states that the reason why that that design was made what you are trying to solve and then you go on to explain your design or walk them through your design don't just say okay so this is the design can you see my screen this is the design so i put this button here and i put this image here so it gives it this blah 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 again there's no context to what is this you are trying to do what are you trying to solve is there a problem it could be that it's a problem with so for recently right i did a redesign for a brand the brand had some legal issues that they wanted to address right so the the purpose of the redesign was to address those legal issues and move the the design away from what they currently had so they wouldn't have to like face any copyrights claims or concerns and all that right so you have to like explain the context of what you're trying to do then walk people through it so they have like they they constrain themselves and ask specific questions within the the context so they don't go and ask some non far question but that doesn't really tie to what you are doing right and yeah, it segues into the case studies one. So Henson, you can continue. I, I would like to add something though. So with what someone was saying about the whole context and sharing your screen and just saying, I put the button here, I put the button here, is because again, I mean, I like to tie things to the actual way, like how I do it. So like I was saying before in the previous episode, um, when we were talking about collaboration, right? I, I talked to the product manager, everyone, and then at the end of the day when you are presenting, like some will say, you talk about the problem, the solution, like you walk them through every single thing before, before you even get to the visual parts, right? But then, yes, at the end of the day, you actually put the button here, you put the icons here, but that's not what really matters. Like some say, the visuals, I mean, it helps at the end of the day, but the core thing we are looking at at this point is solving a problem. So you don't just share your screen and send me the button, it's trying to do it, trying to Yes, you did, but then work, like, give them a background, um, um, story to actually know what you're talking about and what you're presenting to them so that they can ask them meaningful questions. I don't become asking why the, the button is designed. This be why storytelling they need, you know, because if you can't really explain what you did, give context as in why you did it the way you did it, then will blow off your solution. Maybe probably it might be the right solution, but be because you weren't able to articulate your your design decisions very well, and they might say, Charlie, you know what? Go back to the drawing board. Why? Why? Why your ball am I? <laughs> it happens. And I recently had this encounter where, um, with the design system, we had this. There was we have our brand color, which is green, right? But it's kind of darker green. But then I needed this bright green somewhere in representing success and all that. So I created another one, which is like Emerald. So it's more brighter than the darker one. And the stakeholders were like, nah, we need to stop using that because it doesn't match with our brand. And the PM came back to me that, you know what, we should take that 
from our design system. But then I, because I knew why I did it the way I did it, when I was explaining things to him that, okay, so it's not like I'm scraping off what we have. It's just that currently the colors that we have, that's our brand colors, you can't use it to represent this, right? And you presenting it in that manner kind of gives them, okay, oh, I see. Because now you know there's a brighter color, you have like a darker color. When you are looking at success and one is way darker, definitely it wouldn't really sit well. So putting that contest there, they, the PM was like, you know what, you've actually convinced me that we should maintain this. So we just dug the idea of taking everything off. Then we, we moved on to other features that we needed to solve. So yeah, contest, they matter how you go feed, describe your, your process or why you did what you did. It really they need and this boils down to our case studies which we are about to talk about so anyway case studies case studies case studies what do you guys what's your take on the current wave of um crafting case studies because i'm sure you guys have seen a lot of case studies and yeah some have their takes on how it's supposed to look and all that but the core fundamental me i believe that case studies is supposed to um show um was it your 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 design decisions your thought process behind what you created like the solution show us how you you came out some you might be why you know the need say you will put for inside that's me my take on them so it's how you tell that story that way it will make sense give me so you know they need say you for fully a particular format a particular template as long as you are you are capturing the needed thing it's fine Reagan, you go go first, then Mike, then Sam go. Well, personally, I've I've not I've not been I've not been writing case studies, but then I've been reading a lot of them. Um, so I'll probably listen to the experience with Mike, Sam. But then just to like to conclude on the ones I've been reading, one thing I realized with most or majority of the ones I see on Twitter, and LinkedIn, I mean the ones by the beginners, is, like what we we're saying before, they are trying to follow that linear process of like the ux process right so the every case study you see um and you see the design process there with the whole circle stuff empathize define ideas with you no need right because definitely you didn't use and that um goes back to the question mike i asked has anybody ever used every single step there but then what one thing i realized is people try to by force normally shame you understand if you didn't use this step, why are you putting it there? It's not necessarily right. And there are ones, I mean, I don't remember them myself, but there are ones that I'm reading. I think I saw one that has to do with a loan app. And it was very, very engaging because the person did it like a storytelling app. Um, another one is Jeffrey, or case study he did last year. I think it was about the calculator. And then there was this one about some financial app like that. You get to see the storytelling in that and not necessarily going from step one, step two. Because even, I don't think in that your case study is wrote, you mentioned or you kind of said that I use this, I use this, I do this, but then you kind of went to the context, what you are trying to achieve and then your solutions. Cause I, I think there were like two or three, the solutions that came to mind and why you concluded on the final solution. And that's what is actually important. Cause I mean, we want to see your thinking process. What are you solving? What's the final thing? Now, who could you sue, who could you sue, who could you sue by first idea? You know, really, they need like that. Yeah, but let's all not act like we've not done it before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me, I said from the beginning, me, I chew them. Let me just, <laughs> me, I said, me, I literally chewed them in my head, thinking that, oh, you have to follow them. So, you see, just like, as I told you this book, right? 
I work on something where I work on a case study right now where I I can't really like seem to put my thoughts together because of how I went about that project. Right. So now it's like I'm thinking of all the things I did. Like maybe if I said, okay, cool. If I remember that maybe I did this thing here, I'll just pick that thing, write about it, move on to the next thing I can remember, write about it. And then when I finish, I'll see how I can piece all of them together in a way that like will make sense for someone to read. Right. And then like also, like even like, apart from that too, I'm also working on my portfolio right now. And then for the case that is in there, I am using like a totally different approach where um I've broken the case studies down or a case study down into like four parts. Basically just an intro about what the platform is about, right? And then um the challenge, my approach, and then the solution. Right. So basically like these things. So all these things are usually like in every section, I just write a summary of everything that I did. I don't think each section is more than two paragraphs, probably like one paragraph with like five lines or something, just something very, very short. And then I jump into the, then I just like show the case study. Sorry, I show what the work I did and then that's it, I wrap up with the case study. But then if it's for maybe I'm using that same case study to apply for a job, right? Then that one, I have to expand on like the things that I did because, um, in that case, I want to show them my skill set, right? And actually walk them through the entire journey of that particular project and not just like a summary. So then basically just, yeah. So first of all, I just divided case studies into two. One for my website, just to show how, what I've done. And then if I'm applying for a job or maybe like I'm doing a job interview and then they ask me to show them some of the projects I've worked on, those ones I would probably expand on them proper just so that they can understand the work I did, the efforts that went into it, and then um, be convinced of my skill sets and everything like that, right? So yeah, for me, that's basically it. Not, nothing too fancy at the moment, just something short to get the work done, right? And then I think also, I think I got that inspiration from looking at a couple of design agencies and how they go about their case studies. Right. So there's one that I'm looking at right now. The agency is called Mirage. And then their case studies are basically just broken down very, very simple. They have the intro, right? And then the challenge, the outcome, and then they show you the visuals. That's essentially it. Then they move on to the next one and so on. But probably these same people, if they are pitching to a client or something, right, they'll expand on what they did just so that their clients can get um a better appreciation of the work that he did, right? So, yeah, them things I'm just like, then say some, nothing fancy, just straightforward, show what you do, get the work done, and then you move on to the next one. Yeah, so I just checked the website, the company mentioned, I mean, very solid. I just wanted to add, um, so I think I sent the link there. Maybe the listeners can just check her out, Rachel How, check your website, and then look at her. I think it's one of the ones that I read and actually enjoyed because she did she did talk about everything she'd like i mean i don't I'm not say it's plenty but then if you are reading it you kind of understand what is happening there not necessarily necessarily changing our process there so you guys can check that out i don't know if we'll be able to add it to the show notes but 
Yeah, Rachel Howe, and I think Michael also mentioned Mirage. All right, over to Sam. Um, Charlie, ask the question again. <laughs> Why now you bad? <laughs> hey, over now. <laughs> if if I if I talk right now, they'll, they'll say they'll say we're going. Go ahead, sit down. Go ahead, sit down, sit down my friend. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I want I want that part of Gwen sit down. Gwen sit down. Right, you see the way they are treating me here. Hmm. Right, it's 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 what would be your take on the current wave, how he did the format? Yeah, me, I, I don't, I know, yeah, some people say, like, they are all, it's monotonous, the right word, like, they are all, they all look the same, and they all have, like, the same structure and all that. I don't have any strong opinions on that. Me, at the end of the day, I mean, I get it, right, it's like, um, if they all look the same, obviously, if recruiters are looking at it and out of 10 portfolios or 10 case studies, they all have the same structure. They could tend to overlook certain things. But then again, it can also play to your benefits, right? Because if we could just look at a certain uh, case study and out of the case studies they look at, they all have the same structure. It helps them. They know like the paths that they can quickly spot and then pick the necessary info they need, right? So if they know that, let's say design thinking, empathize is the first stage, right? So they know if you use design thinking framework or whatever framework you use, they know from here you go here, you go here, you go here. They can quickly scan through and know what you did, what you did there, what you did there, what you did there. And then they can make a quick decision. And most of the time, that's what really happens. I've, I've, worked, <laughs> I've worked on a lot of things. I've worked on a recruiting platform before. So I, can't, I kind of have like an, a, a fair understanding of how recruiters think when they are going through like people's resumes and all these portfolios, right? So I, I don't have any strong opinions. You don't necessarily have to be different, like use a different structure just because, oh, everybody's doing this, so you want to do this. I mean, if you want to, fine. But essentially, you just have to document your process. So if you first spoke to the PM about this, you document that you spoke to the PM about this, uh, trying to understand the problem and then from there you did some research sec secondary research to try and understand what really happens within this industry blah 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 and from there once you got a better understanding maybe you wrote this sent it back to the pm blah 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 blah, blah. you did that right and then you have all that the, the whole documents right and again treat it like a design problem you don't necessarily have to put that raw thing into like your online portfolio right because the user base is different the you creature looking at your portfolio they probably have again they have like a lot of things on their plate they want to spend like one two three minutes on a case study look at it see if it meets the what they are looking for or not then they can make a decision to pass you on to the design manager right and that is where you have to actually like show your presentation skills and then walk through like what exactly you did like you did this from here, you did that, and this was how you broke down the problem. This was how you validated the problem. This was how you came up with a solution. This was how you validated the solution and how you went about it. Most of the time, that is it's when you like first get to the interview stage and you need to present. Most of the time, that's where you need like that detail. But for your portfolio or your online portfolio when you're applying for a job, a lot of the time, you don't need as much detail unless it's like a senior role. 
right? Because uh, a friend of mine, sometime I was applying for a scenario, and that was like they needed that much detail because they before they even reached out to you, they have to make sure they are not wasting their time speaking to the wrong person, right? But for like some of these entry level, uh, sometimes mid level roles, you don't really need all that detail on your portfolio. Like it's it's just it can it can make the the recruiter looking at your portfolio mess out on some of the details you think they like would beneficial to them making a decision they will just came through it if they don't see any imagery if they don't see like any thing that will catch your attention and it's all text you probably be doing more harm than good to yourself Ibab. so i again i don't have any strong opinions i just feel like do what you need to do if you feel like you need to follow a template follow it because it can play to your advantage because a lot of recruiters Again, they don't. They are not experts in design, right? They are just looking for catchy things. If they see an image, maybe they see an image of a sketch. They see an image of a wireframe, a mock-up, blah blah blah. And you write some short text underneath what you did, blah blah blah. blah and that is it. And then maybe at the end of the case study, you can say maybe you can guide them to where they can get a detailed documentation of whatever that you did. Maybe a PDF, or maybe you noted down that you are open to explaining this more in depth in the core, right? That's like a call to action for them to be interested in bringing you onto the core. So yeah, I feel like just do what you need to do. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We preach you a honor. So yeah, but but you know um, sometimes to which I know some people don't really consider is you have to look at the industry you are applying to, the type of companies you want to work in, because some companies they look for well-documented case studies. Maybe you are going to a US UX role. Definitely, they will be looking at some of these things. Maybe it's a UI role. You can't tell me a UI role going in, um, going into a UI role with a case study that has a lot of weddings will make sense. Definitely, me say if I don't go spy, because I'm looking at how, visual, how visually good you are. You are so in that case crafting your case study you need to be mindful of what you need to present how you go present them your presentation they count and maybe yes like sam you were saying maybe it might be of like um, what is it it might help you in other ways but there is this thing where i feel like oh there is no originality okay originality in the sense that you see them going with a particular format but in actual sense the format doesn't really connect with each other because they needed to bring that particular process just because it's you have to use that in this template that's where i have my issues because at the end of the day if you are going with your empathized ideas whatever and i see a um, connection between okay you doing this and it's applying or affecting your decision you made over here yeah it makes sense but then if it's all scattered across where it's more like okay after ha- i did this i did this nothing they make sense give me yeah. definitely i will i will look past that which most people i see most people doing it you will see them a persona then what then they do self ah, you they wonder how this persona self cry they they play a part in what then they do but they have to bring it because most design case studies they've seen they've seen people using persona persona so they have to or probably uh, uh was it <clears throat> a wireframing 
which probably might not make sense in that in that context but they have to bring it because yes people they use them like i said stick to the point what what do you want the user um the person reading to see right look at the context at which you are you are applying the rule um the rule for maybe it be apple apple maybe you will see how the my designers they do them craft them my case studies based on that it will give you a fair idea of how to craft yours so sometimes you have to consider this um against the was it you not being original in a sense that you they you they follow a template which you know they make sense in what you've, craft, you've crafted in the first place like it just know the tally you get it just do what it they need some yeah i mean in, in you following a template doesn't mean all the things that are in the template it means you need to follow it so because if you go and fabricate some things in the interview how much so you go make shit right because if you go and say because you see the templates or oh, they say they did persona or they did journey maps and so you to fabricate some journey map be that you did not do at some point some things will not tell you just like jeff you were saying some things will not tell you and then in the interview you'll be asked questions and then if you are not able to answer them and then you expose yourself down and then you will make shit right so i mean using a template doesn't mean that just i know i mean some people do that it doesn't mean because all well, this template say at this point use user story so you can formulate some user story be that you do not use in your project right that one there that's like a very wrong thing to do if you did not use that thing that the template is asking for you could probably think through and see what you did that would probably like similar to whatever it is that is in that but if it is not you didn't do any of that just take it out it's, it's, it's as simple as that just take it out and just state what you did don't fabricate anything because you really you really go make sure during the interview if you are being asked questions and you are not able to answer because i've seen i've seen that thing happen countless times where you ask people questions that they're like you you they present like user interviews they did and the responses and then you ask them questions about that and they are not able to answer and then they even the responses you are not sure how it connects to how they arrived at the solution right so it's just they're like they ask people these questions they responded and now they went to design or you see now they just do some wireframe and then they do some mock-up and then that is it but you are not really sure how they filtered out that those responses validated them to see which ones they want to go with to actually use for the mock-up or the next stages right it's it, it doesn't connect it's just like bam user story bam get persona bam mock-up bam sketch bam and even the sketch self you michael i don't know if what you have, you have to say is related to that but the sketch i have a big issue with those things the sketch and the wireframes but michael we'll come to that one so just like what then somebody talk right or what Jeff City talk basically all you have to do is that the case that he has to be about what you've done or what you did during the project all right templates or not because i mean as somebody talks say if you don't do where you include them if they ask you questions about it during the interview you can make sure i mean you really go make sure though no at the end of the day you just know get a job that be your no long things all right but yeah so just like just it has to be based on what you did nothing else and then make sure that everything in there when they ask you a question you can answer right if 
if you do sketches for inside where you want to put your sketches for inside, put them for inside. You don't do sketches, no need to do sketches. If you don't do wireframe, no go force wireframe for anywhere. It just has to be what you did. Because if it's if you sketch something, right, you can put it in there and then talk about how the sketch guided your um guided you through the design, right? What were you, what you were able to accomplish with your sketching? You can just put it there and then talk about it, right? So that at least if it's in the interview and then you are talking, you, you tell them that oh, you did sketches for X Y Z reasons, and then this is what the sketches you did um helped you achieve, right? In their head, they know that okay, this is part of your design process, and then if they bring you on board, this is probably how you work. I mean, if you don't include it, it's really like a give or take anyway but then mostly once you are showing them that this is your design process in an interview and then they bring you on board as part of the team they will kind of expect you to go with like to work in that same way right and then that is where if you can't live up to the expectation that you gave them you probably be found wanting because by all means will let you go these companies they are not really family like that yeah man yeah man yeah man yeah man and before we come to the sketches parts or the wireframing parts i i see this <laughs> i see this um case study right the person on top he wrote that they did this i so that's the information architecture but the ia be actually user flow so in my head i'm like ah this person he be say you know what they do then because this this be the things that they talk they follow blindly because they feel like, oh, it's supposed to be in it. But then you realize, hey, what then they do? Like, there is no correlation here. Yeah. Because how IA, I mean, you could have done a research, but probably sick of, you know, say IA, then user flow, right? Sometimes the way, <laughs> the way they structure the, <laughs> you go figure it be the same, but it not be the same. User flow be more like, it, 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 it be more of tax based, right? Where okay, this be how the user will go about this particular tax. Where your IA be more of the structure of the pages, right? Maybe this page, this be the number of things he did. This this be, a, but because they are following blindly or using a particular template, they kind of do these mistakes where they sell them out. You that why they talk say, I they see most case studies in a, this checklist sort of where they have to follow them. But you they read them now, you they see that disconnecting these things and they use, right? So I've seen this countless times where people you see or oh, they say they are doing wireframing or they are doing sketching and then they end up like showing you, okay, I did sketches, I did wireframe and then here's the final mockup. And then you go back and you realize the wireframe is like a black and white version of the mockup. And I'm like, ah, number Virginia. So this thing again, this convo again. Uh, we don't have this convo ah. before. When we have oh this convo, Charlie, they, I know, I know. Ah, they, they ever, I just see this thing online, especially the Instagram creators. I'm like, ah, this thing affects me. I'm, I'm like, yo, do you guys understand the purpose of like sketching and wireframing? <laughs> Like it, it's not a black and white version. Again, it goes back to you the checklist thing you talk about. It's not because oh people they do wireframe, so me to have to do wireframe just to say I know how to do wireframe. And people 
one like a two f- focus again on going back to what I said earlier about visuals and things looking perfect that the wireframe like the one we can look jet the sketch you know make the lines look straight and I'm like yo no that's not the purpose you are not even understanding the purpose of this sketching and wireframing thing is to help you iterate on various ideas to arrive at the best one I mean yes it could in, in like some rare instances it could happen that there may be one of the wireframes could end up being the the final mockup you go with but most of the time that's not the case like the sketching you will do lots of sketches share with your team discuss and then pick one or two things from each of the sketches and yeah sometimes you can even these days have me at a skip wireframe entirely because again that's the benefit of having a design system once you can sketch something real quick then you know which components you are going with and it helps you speed up on things right but then again you can still do wireframe if that's your vibe but yo if you put that thing in your case study and wire the wire the sketch the wireframe and the final mockup, they literally look the same thing. The wireframe is like a black and white version of the mockup. And then the sketch is like a line version of your mockup. <laughs> but you are just fucking up yourself. Nah, because <laughs> like, there's no iteration. So what is the purpose of this sketch in the first place? What is the purpose of this wireframe you did in there? Like, what what is the garden purpose? You you could have just skipped it. It's fine if you don't, you, you don't sketch. Would that be the thing? It is fine because you probably have a design system with all the existing components. That is even a plus. You can even state it in there that I built a design system like that. You just help uh, developments, like speed up development speed, which cut down time, you did ABC, blah, 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 blah. It shows that you have this expertise, you have this skill that could probably help the people if they bring you on board, right? State it. And so because of that, you, it, it allows you and your team to skip all these processes unless you absolutely need to, right? Because there could be some instances where you need to come up with some new layout or new things that you don't presently have in your design system that's fine you can just go straight to the mock-up or you can do sketches but the sketching the purpose of sketching and wireframe is to show iteration right so if you if you me me if i see okay it's, it's okay but don't put that in your case study i beg you if you do that right now go and delete it <laughs> I'm, I'm begging you i'm begging you because i think that it really the bomb every time i see such as if this instagram influencers they'll say wireframing versus mock-up then the wireframe be the black and white version of the mockup. It affects me past. Please, relax, 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 relax. Hey, please, please, in our defense, it's for it's for content. I'm going to sit down. Go and sit down. Reverse is for content. Go and sit down. Let me, let me, let me, Michael, you will see. All right. Let me just ask what Sam is saying. Let's rewind back to the time we were talking about um, the whole productivity thing, right? And we're talking about how people on social media make it seem like um, productivity be easy. And when we're talking about the whole social media stuff and all that, what some is saying is 100%. Like, there's no goddamn way your wireframe will be the exact same thing. Like, maybe one or two stuff here, but definitely um, from your sketches moving to wireframe and then your final designs are definitely, there's going to be some little, little things, right? But what I'm saying is, most okay because the reason i have to defend is because i've made a video like that before like mo- mostly it's just purposely for contents right like maybe you do a wireframe and then you show it's just visual let me put it that way in this case if we are trying to let's maybe let's say you're talking in the case of the case studies where in that thing be like or maybe if it rubbish or something like that yes but then to talk about the whole video side it's just a fancy thing people are doing to just because i mean People do a day in their life. Normally, those things is actually planned because sometimes that's not even how actually how their day goes and all that. So sometimes it's just for 
content or something like so then for, they, then for add disclaimer therefore therefore add because oh okay me i've seen one video where the guy mentioned in this caption that this is not how his design process is but it's just because of this instagram content bro. but then again it all boils down to the fact that you don't have to learn from every single thing you see online there or take from everybody there get the experience for yourself just like just like some talk a couple of episodes ago say if you want to learn design it'll be socials exactly exactly <laughs> you know be twitter you go was <laughs> twitter yeah baby now go i mean so i want to ask you but yeah so about about the case studies yes we've we've touched on some of the issues and how we go see make us effective the word is effective so if you you craft case case studies way <laughs> and free human umbrella and I know they get you into um was it the first stage of the interview or whatever, then that means something is definitely wrong. You need to look at it. And right now we are in the situation where AI is on the rise. You can use some of these AI tools to craft your case studies. Charlie, make use of them. At the end of the day, no one will know if you used <laughs> AI or not. As long as it's it's, it's it doesn't sound like really AI natural. <laughs> you are you are you are good to go because at the end of the day, AI AI. If you give them the right prompt, like I said, always you get the right answer. Get the right answers exactly. If you want that human touch, please. Make it known to the AI. See, you you don't want that touch for inside. So make it Adam. So it's just <laughs> it's just you making good use of it. Um, I I know there's not a AI combo, but I want you guys to know that AI can help you craft your case studies. If you struggle with words, use AI. It will speed up your your process, like speed up big time. Right now, Notion has this AI. Listen, thing. go and listen to Jeff. AI will come and take your job. Oh, Charlie, Charlie, we are not getting into that. I was just talking about um, recently Notion incorporating AI in there. What was it? Uh, Notion AI. Yeah, Notion AI. It would be very, very, it'd be very, very nice. That also helps in some of these things. So, yeah, I mean, just know that if your case studies is not working, you could literally put the whole thing. They're just cram everything for the two inside it will feel break i'm down if you, if you think i'm lying try it and see anyway thanks for um listening to us um yeah case studies design processes we've had a quite a lengthy combo on this so don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel the design junkies and also follow us on our social media channels instagram twitter and linkedin at the design junkies you also find our personal accounts in there where you can give us a follow to as well so yes on that note peace we out Thank you very much for bringing me on the on the call. Um, yeah, my name is Ozenwa Oluwatobi, and um, I am a product designer. I've been in design space for about. Um